Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Welcome to Made for More, the show that explores the cultural battles and spiritual warfare of this modern world, as seen through the eyes of two brother Knights of Columbus. And now... Here are your hosts, Brother Michael Clay and Brother Vince Vasquez. Welcome to another exciting episode of Made for More on Spirit-Filled Radio. I'm one of your co-hosts, Michael Clett, and with me today is Brother Vince Vasquez. Good day, Brother Vince. Great day to you, my brother Michael. It's great to be here and uh, getting to share our thoughts with our listeners. You know, this is this is such a glorious day that the Lord has made. On the way into the studio today, I was riding in. I had the windows in my car down, and I had the AC off, and I was just, you know, I was just living the dream, living the life, uh, having the air roll through the car out on the freeway, and uh, traffic was moving pretty good. It was just absolutely glorious. Uh, you know, I love to do that once in a while, is just turn off the air conditioner, Go outside and just kind of be with the Lord, be with the earth, and and you know feel something, feel the feel the wind, feel the heat, feel the cold, and just know that the Lord is in control. It was just a glorious way of of uh, getting ready to start this episode. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. I love meditative prayer, and then when I if I'm in a an outdoor setting, I try to close my eyes and they really experience the sounds and even the smells that I can take in that are going on around me. And it can bring you into a deeper uh, thought and then prayer, at least yeah, for me. Yeah, you know, the feelings of the wind and the temperature and the smells and the sounds, yeah, it just is a, a great way of, of being reminded that you know, the world is bigger than ourselves. So what are we going to think about today, Brother Vince? You know, my brother, we, we started this a, a couple of months ago. And uh, uh, every month, our Supreme Knight, our Supreme uh, Chaplain, Archbishop William E. Laurie, issues a Supreme Chaplain's Challenge to, to Knights of Columbus. And it says to everyone. So I know the the first time that we uh, we did the challenge, it was uh, for us to try to visit the Eucharist uh, yep. more frequently, and uh, you know it worked for me. So yeah, and it worked for me. I like to say that I love Jesus, right? But uh, how do I demonstrate that I love Jesus? Uh, you know, when my wife and I were dating, and I was I was in love with her. Um, you know, I wanted to be with her every moment of every day. Uh, you know, after, you know, I'd get off work. I couldn't wait to call her. And I just talked to her for hours on end and just be with her back when we were dating. Uh, and, and we still do some of that. Um, but we say we love the Lord. 
yet we ignore the fact that he's waiting for us in the tabernacle in the in the church. And so, yeah, that challenge was wonderful. So I've been been swinging by the church, and I don't always spend a lot of time, but I drop in and and uh, spend five, ten, fifteen minutes with the Lord and talk to Him and and uh, bring my troubles to Him and just uh, uh, you know see what He has to say. And it's been uh, it's still a habit that is still ongoing. Yeah, that's when we have to consciously think about something and make an effort uh, to go that that's something new or something out of your norm. When that, to me, those kinds of efforts can stand out just a little bit more than just your day-to-day mundane thing. Uh, but Brother Michael, let's get down to this uh, month's challenge. All right. Before we do that, uh, you know, um, Bishop Lori did provide a scripture verse to kind of warm everything up for that. So I thought it was uh, worth listening to again. So the, the, the verse from scripture that we have is this. I tell you, in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who have no need of repentance. And that is the gospel for September 11th. It's from Luke 16, excuse me, 15, 7. So, and the, so the gospel reading um, links the parable of the lost sheep with the parable of the prodigal son. And, you know, I think, We've all been lost sheep. We've all been the prodigal son. And, I, you know, I can even claim to have been, you know, the prodigal son's brother that was jealous over the uh, uh, what the prodigal son was, was given by the father and stood outside and, and didn't come into the party. I do that, too. So I've been both sons on, on many occasions. So what is the, the um, archbishop challenging us to this month? You know, Brother Michael, let's go back and what, what that gospel reading is telling us, you know, our Jesus's love for us. And uh, if you re- recall, the, the priests that we've interviewed on our show have so far have both said the one thing that they would like their parishioners to know is just how much Jesus loves us and how he would be le- leaping with joy with his love for us. And earlier you said, you know, we love Jesus, and but sometimes it's hard for us to really proclaim that and share that with the world. Recently, I was driving down the 55 freeway in Costa Mesa on a weekend, and there's a gentleman by a van uh, that was all decorated, and he had a sign on a pole that just said, Jesus loves you. Just a big, huge sign. And he was just the man there smiling and waving at the people going mm. by, you know? And I'm like, that is just awesome. Yeah, no, yeah that, that's know. a great reminder, too. Yeah. And, yeah, I've been that prodigal son. And, uh, God, man, Jesus, Jesus does love us. So his challenge, uh, the, our supreme uh, chaplain's challenge this month is to watch an episode of, of our Into the Breach series, and the episode is called Sacramental Life. And it's particularly reflecting on the importance of the sacrament of reconciliation. And second, he challenges us to participate in the Faith in Action uh, Sacramental Gifts Program. Yeah, you know, the, the gift of the sacrament of, of reconciliation we often just refer to it by shorthand, call it confession or penance. 
It's a sacrament. It's the um, Rodney Dangerfield of of sacraments. It seems to not be, you know, everybody goes and gets Eucharist on Sunday, uh, but not everybody goes to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. The lines at um, the Sacrament of Reconciliation are uh, typically pretty short, while the lines for Eucharist are pretty long. And so we like to get, we like to receive communion. Um, but we don't, as a as a church, uh, we seem to avoid the sacrament of reconciliation, and it's it's such a, a special sacrament. It's such a it's such a gift that we can avail ourselves of. And you know, I get it. You know, when when I haven't been to reconciliation for a while, and I think I went most of uh, uh, you know the pandemic period without going to confession. And when I finally made it back, you know, I'm I'm standing in line and. You know, the nerve, the nervousness is going up and, and it's, you know, I'm kind of uh, shifting my weight back and forth, back and forth. And, and I'd really rather do something different. I'd rather uh, not be there, but I know I need to do this. And, and I'm just nervous, you know. Uh, it's tough going before a, another man sharing these uh, intimate failures with um, this other, you know, another guy. So, you know, I wait in line and finally it's my turn and I go in. And, you know, I'm almost brought to tears as I as I uh, confess uh, the things that I've done wrong um, and acknowledging the fact that I can't remember most of what I've done that was wrong because it had been too long. Um, and even when it's fairly short, I still can't remember everything. I, you know, I don't want to. I, I have a hard time remembering it. And, you know, then the priest says, uh, you know, tells me what the, uh, the penance is um, and then, um, you know, absolves me of my sin. And I walk out, and I swear, you know, I'm I'm 18 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the world's been lifted from my shoulders. Everything, you know, it seems to be brighter. The the sounds are clearer, and uh, I am, in, you know, and I and I'm just sitting there wondering why did I wait so long? It wasn't that bad. In fact, it was quite wonderful. So I think it's, you know, like I said, the Rodney Dangerfield, um, it, it gets no respect, but it's one of the, the most beautiful sacraments we have in our church. Let me remind our listeners that you're listening to Spirit-Filled Radio. My name is Vince Vasquez, and I'm here with my co-host, Brother Michael Kleck, and we are the co-hosts of Made for More. You know, Brother Michael, when you talk about the, the importance of the Eucharist and, and the importance of the sacraments, I want to share something with you. So I was a young teen, maybe 18, 17. I was, you know, almost young adult. And uh, I went to confession, and I had forgotten the act of contrition. And I I told the father, I said, to, you know, Father, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot the act of contrition. And uh, he told me, I want you to go out in the streets and play with the kids and come back and when you know the prayer. And I went out of the confession that day, and I walked back into confession the next time would have been when I got married, and it was some 11, 12 years later. And it was difficult. It was so difficult because, uh, you know, I felt ashamed, and I felt cheated, and I felt left out, and uh, it was really hard to get back in there. But the moment I got back into the confessional, and I told the priest, I said, you know, Father, I been a while <laughs> and I explained it and he explained you know priests are are people and priests can have bad days and but 
the relief of being able to go to confession and not have no guilt of of that previous one and and like you said boy that weight that was lifted off my shoulders that day was just um, immense it was immense yeah i mean it's such a such a blessing to be able to receive that sacrament you know, our, our Protestant brothers and sisters don't have the sacrament of reconciliation. Some of them have a have a communion, so they kind of experience that, but they don't get to experience the uh, sacrament of reconciliation. And you know, we're we're human. We we need to hear things. We we need to be a conversation. And uh, you know, the Lord has has uh, spoken to me uh, during my life a couple of times, uh, but it's not so much words as it is just a sensation, a feeling. And so one of the, the, the true joys of the sacrament of reconciliation is to be able to go in and confess, and at the end of your confession, hear the words that you are absolved of your sin. I mean, it's just such a beautiful blessing to be able to hear those words, um, that it's, it's wonderful to hear, and, and I think it's something we humans need. Um, as opposed to just in the you know privacy of your bedroom um, at night, you know kneeling or whatever and saying, "Lord, I'm sorry," and and uh, knowing and believing that your sins are forgiven, without hearing the words, it's not the same. So, um, it is something that uh, we ought to take more advantage of is the sacrament of reconciliation. So I think this um, in, you know watching this uh, into the the breach video on uh, the sacramental life. I'm looking forward to doing that. I don't think I've seen that one yet. I've seen most of them, but I don't think I've seen that one. So I, I need to go see it. Yeah, me too. You know, we, we talk about these. We got we to gotta study them for us personally. And, you know, one of the questions that Archbishop Loriasa says, are there ways that you see yourself as a lost sheep or a prodigal son? What concrete steps can you take to overcome the sinful habits and avoid temptations? And do you come home to the Father to receive his mercy and forgiveness and the sacrament of reconciliation? Yeah, am I a lost sheep, a prodigal son? I don't know that I see the two as being the same thing. I, I kind of think of the, the lost sheep as... Uh, someone who has more or less accidentally wandered off. I don't think sheep um, that get lost intentionally decide, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna go get lost. Let me uh, you know take off and go get lost because that's what I want to do." I think uh, they get distracted, um, and and I get distracted. You know, I'll be doing something, and something will catch my eye, and and I'll wander in that direction, and and um, you know, before long, I'm, I'm lost. Let me give you a more concrete example that just came to mind. Uh, sometimes my wife and I will go uh, shopping, something as simple as uh, even the grocery store. And a grocery store is not really all that big. And uh, I get an idea that I want to go get, you know, a particular food. And I'll, I'll just wander over to get it. I know where my wife is. Uh, I go get what I, you know, I go an aisle, a row or two away and get what, I, what I'm thinking about. And I come back and, and she has moved and I am lost. And I have, you know, sometimes I'll walk around the entire grocery store two or three times before I finally find her. I don't know where she goes, um, but I can't find her in that store. But that wasn't an intentional of, uh, hey, I'm going to, uh, I want to get away from my wife and I'm, I'm going to, uh, on purpose, go away from her so she can't find me. It's just one of those things that 
Um, I wander off not with the intention of doing anything wrong or being wrong, uh, but it just kind of happens. And so uh, that's my view of a lost sheep. It's it's kind of accidental. And there, there are sins that happen in my life that are kind of accidental. It wasn't an intentional sin. Uh, just all of a sudden I realize, uh-oh, I'm doing that, whatever that is. The prodigal son, on the other hand, uh, my view of the prodigal son is, you know, the prodigal son made a decision and he, he chose to leave his family. He chose to leave his dad. You know, he co- goes to his dad and says, Dad, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to take off. I want my inheritance now. Give it to me now and I'm going to take off and leave you and you'll never see me again. And so the prodigal son goes off and does that and, and squanders his inheritance and, and finally comes home because he realizes that he needs the love of his father. He needs uh, that he made a huge mistake and um, he, he comes back. And so I have, a, you know, I have a few pet sins that I struggle with and I, I can't seem to, they just keep coming back to me. And uh, those, I'm, I'm more like the prodigal son. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, there's an attraction to that particular sin for me. And that's why it's, uh, you know, my pet sin that I just keep getting drawn back into. Whereas the, the sheep example, like I say, that's more of a, an accidental. That's easy for me to confess and move on because it wasn't a, a conscious decision to go do that sin. It just kind of happened through distraction. You know, Brother Michael, in the episode, uh, we're going to be reminded of the grace that we receive from the sacraments and how that how it strengthens our, us for spiritual battles. So the grace that we receive prepares us for these battles in much of the same way as, uh, as one might uh, prepare for a physical battle by uh, weight training or bodybuilding. Mm, yeah. So, you know, we as knights and we as Catholics, we're, we're in the midst of a huge spiritual battle right now. The, the, the enemy wants to let murder be rampant throughout the land. And, and you know, we're in the midst of a huge, huge spiritual battle. This is a way that uh, we're able to build our, our strength up for that battle. Amen, amen. Um, you know, the, you're right. There is a huge spiritual battle that's been going on since uh, the time when Adam and Eve uh, took a bite from the apple. Um, and it's been going on ever since then. And, yeah, you know, we, we can't go into the, the spiritual battle unprepared, or we shouldn't. And uh, we also shouldn't um, think that we can go into the spiritual battle on our own. We need um, our guardian angel. We need St. Michael. We need the saints on our side helping us and battling for us um, we need Jesus to to come come to us as well and battle with us and our mother um, and so on I mean we just need the whole host of heaven to really have them uh, do most of the battle and and us just kind of almost be on the sideline um, we need to do our part but the the bigger part belongs to heaven the video is also going to point out to us you know when one wants to get physically healthy, they might go to the gym and might work out daily, every other day. But there's a conscious effort to do this activity. And here uh, we have an activity that's spiritual that requires a conscious effort as well. And that's going to prepare us for, these, for this battle that we're in the middle of. Amen. And 
you know, one of the things that you might ask yourself, like, what are some of the vices that could become obstacles to maintaining a sacramental life program? Sure, we got the sacramental life uh, of uh, receiving communion and uh, and the Eucharist at Holy Mass, but like you said, what are some of the obstacles for you or one to to maybe not make it to reconciliation? Mm. You know, well, what are those obstacles? Let's come back to that yeah. in a moment after we remind our listeners that they are listening to Made for More on Spirit-Filled Radio with your hosts, me, Michael Klett, and Brother Vince Vasquez. So some of the the obstacles to getting to confession, to receiving the sacrament of reconciliation. There's a litany of distractions and reasons and excuses. Oh, I'm too busy. I don't have the time. I can go next week. Um, There's just a long list of reasons why it's easy to justify not going because we don't want to, I don't want to drive to the church right now. I don't want to wait in the line. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Um, there's a, there's a, a huge list, but that list of, uh, funny enough, that list of reasons why it's hard to go to uh, the sacrament of reconciliation are really close to the same list of excuses that I use to not go to the gym. So, again, you know, it's a similar sort of thing, right? The gym, we go uh, to exercise our physical bodies and and improve our physical condition. And um, the the Sacrament of Reconciliation and other uh, spiritual exercises are to uh, improve our our spiritual conditioning, our spiritual strength. Um, So, really, it's kind of, uh, you know, part and parcel of the same thing, just different sides. One is physical, one is spiritual. And, um, you know, I know I am personally uh, attracted to sloth and uh, uh, not doing anything. I love to sit still and not do anything. So, that's one of my vices is uh, sloth, I think. Yeah, I think the same way here. I might be passing by... Uh, a church knowing that there might be confessions going on pretty soon. Maybe they're going on now. Or I could just go ahead and just drive home and, you know, end my evening. Go put my feet up and in my chair. But, yeah, sometimes it's difficult for me to make that stop. Yeah. Although, you know, uh, personally, I you know, I never have a problem making a stop at that fast food um, drive through and getting Absolutely something to, not. To, to shove in my yeah. face. So, um you know, we, we do what's important to us. And so, I mean, this is just a sign that I think, uh, you know, the, the faith isn't as important to me as I claim. And I need to work on that. It really needs to be that important. So I, I have some room for improvement, as I suspect everybody does. Everybody I've ever talked to, there's room for improvement in their, their physical well-being. Um, there's room for improvement in their diet. There's room for improvement in their spiritual life. There's room for improvement in, in you know, every aspect of, of our life that uh, is good. Um, we have room for improvement. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think some of our last challenges and some of our last talks, they've benefited me personally. And, you know, and they've made me a conscious effort to, to try this, you know. So I invite you to... You know, join me. Let's let's try to experience our sacramental life a little more closely this month of, of September. Yeah, we, we all need to, you know, get to the sacrament of reconciliation and 
You know, the beautiful thing about the Sacrament of Reconciliation, so there's a couple things that I did want to say um, before we uh, run out of time here. I've heard it said by priests that in about a month after being ordained and starting to hear confession, uh, they're not hearing anything new. Um, after about a month, they've heard all the sins that we all commit and the list that we have sins that we all commit is, uh, you know, an awful lot alike. So you're not going to shock them. They're going to have already heard it. Um, I'm pretty sure no matter what you confess, they've already heard it. And then the other thing that um, is uh, really nice and, and worth being aware of is uh, priests have been given the gift and I'm going to call it forgetfulness. That's probably not the right word, but they've been given the gift of forgetfulness. Um, so when they go into the confessional, they can hear your confession. Uh, they can discuss changes in your life sometimes. They can talk to you about it. They can work with you as a kind of a, a, a spiritual advisor. They can give you the penance. They absolve you of their, of your sins, and you leave. They hear the next one, and then the next one, and the next one. And when they get done at the end of their shift, when they step out of the confessional, um, they have pretty much the gift of, of uh, forgetfulness. They can't remember the sins that they heard from whom in the confessional. Um, it's kind of like it gets wiped out. And, and probably that comes from the fact that they're not hearing anything new. It's, uh, you know, it's the same litany that uh, we all have the same list or pretty close to it. And... Um, a brother knight of mine was talking at one time in a, in a small group, and he said something that was rather interesting. He went to his confession. He said to his priest, he said, I don't know why I'm here. I keep confessing the same sins. And the priest's response was, he looked at the priest looked at him and then said, what, you want a different list? And I thought, you know, and it just kind of, you know, that's, <laughs> no, I don't want a different list. I don't want a list. But, I uh -huh. mean, um, the fact is we all almost always have the same list when we go into the confessional. And that's kind of the way it is. But we need to work at improving. It's always a struggle to improve, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, whether it's mental, whether it's, a, you know, as a student, whatever, our grades, uh, getting ready for a test, trying to improve. It's always hard. Yes. Yes. And if you're like me and you don't want to uh, go to confession with the priest that you might talk to after Mass and ask him how his favorite football team's doing, then uh, you go to a neighboring parish. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know, I've, I've been known to do that. But sometimes it's it's there's a comfort in going to a priest that you know who knows who you are and knows your life situation because he can give you a little better advice sometimes. So. Anyway, well, I see we've uh, come to the end of our time, so I want to just let our listeners know that you've been listening to Made for More on Spirit-Filled Radio uh, with me, Michael Klett, and my co-host, Brother Vince Vasquez. I want to wish everyone a blessed day. Have a great day, and thank you for listening. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Spirit-Filled Radio Network, where the Bible comes to life. 
Good advice can be both funny and wise at the same time. Check out the words of Andrew O'Keefe of the Recovering God's Miracles program on Spirit-Filled Radio. Advice to an adult child is viewed as criticism Mm -hmm. because we don't know anything. Mm -hmm. No more than my dad and mom knew anything. My mom did, Mm -hmm. but my dad didn't. And uh, as Mark Twain once said, my dad was so dumb. When I was 15, I couldn't stand to be in the same room with him. But I was absolutely amazed at how much smarter my dad had gotten by the time I turned 21. For more, come find us at spiritfilledmedia.org. Spirit-Filled Radio is in partnership with the Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange in Southern California. It's the feeling you get when you see a familiar face in a crowd of strangers. It's the way the embrace of a loved one feels after a hard day. That feeling is comfort, and it's what we provide to families who turn to O'Connor Mortuary in their moment of need. More than just providing quality funeral service, we provide the necessary guidance and support to help Catholic families and people of all faiths and cultures process grief and heal their hearts. We are here to help every step of the way. For compassionate comforts in a time of loss, call O'Connor Mortuary in Laguna Hills. You can reach us at 949-581-4300. That's 949-581-4300. O'Connor Mortuary is a sponsor partner of Spirit-Filled Radio. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.